Good morning on this Saturday morning and welcome to our devotional Golden Nugget, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We're going to pick up where we left off yesterday on Friday on 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. We're going to continue with the same thought of Paul talking about not exceeding the limits that were given to him. And we had uh, made mention that the word measure uh, was the word metron, that he was only going to do exactly what his assignment was. Uh, according to the, some of the translations we're reading, it says, But we will not boast beyond proper limits, but within the boundaries which God appointed to us. Now, it's important for us to understand he used, the, the word here is translated boundaries, but the word is also translated the sphere which God has assigned to us or the area. So let's look at these word, these translations again. But we will not boast beyond limits, but within the limits of the area that God has assigned to us to reach even as far as you. But we will not boast beyond proper limits, but within the boundaries which God appointed to us, which reach even unto you. And then it says, however, we will not exceed due limits in our boasting, but we will keep within the limits of the sphere which God has assigned to us, a limit which reaches even unto you. When Paul wrote to the Corinthians, he was basically telling them, God has placed within our scope, within our sphere, the reach where you're at. We're able to reach you because of God being able to give us the capacity to stretch forth to the limits that go as far as where you are located. Now, we had taken from that and had gone to the book of Acts in chapter 17. And I'm going to read the whole thing first and then we're going to talk about this a little bit. Then Paul stood in the midst of the Mars Hill, and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. For as I pass by and beheld your devotion, I found an altar with the inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship him, I declare unto you. Verse 25, neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath to all things. That is interesting because there's nothing that we can give him that is not his already. Verse number uh, 26, he has made of one blood all nations of men to dwell on the earth, on, uh, <clears throat> on all the face of the earth, and has determined the times before and appointed the boundaries, the bounds of their habitation. If we were to look at this carefully, all mankind has come from Adam. We are descendants of one blood. Adam, all mankind. 
And then the scripture also teaches us that when the second covenant was given, when Jesus came, then we are born of spirit and we are born of water, born again. But now the blood that literally resides in our life is the blood of Jesus in this sense, in that his blood is life. And he talked about drinking his blood and eating his flesh. But basically we're talking about life is is in the blood. So our, all our life, our Christian life, consists in what the blood of Jesus has in it. It has life. Therefore, that life is eternal in the life of the believer. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there as a thought. God has made us all one blood of all nations of men. All nations. And the word there that is used is the word ethnos, which means every race of mankind that exists uh, to dwell on the face of the earth. God has determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Now, what does this literally mean? It means that when God said in the beginning, when he said, let the earth be, let their light be, let the animals be, and he created man. Every time God spoke, he spoke everything that needed to be spoken into existence. And that in itself also includes what he spoke in the book of Hebrews. In the book of Hebrews, we are told in chapter number 12, in chapter number 11, excuse me, uh, starting with verse 1, that everything on, everything, everything, everything is by faith in the Christian life. Everything is by faith, period, in everything that there is. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, faith is the substance of the things hoped for. And there is people, or there are people, that lose hope. Therefore, how can there possibly be the substance of faith? But as long as we can still hope, it says faith is the substance of things hoped for. The, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. And then it says in verse number 3 of Hebrews chapter 11, Through faith we understand that the ages, those are the times and the seasons and everything else that, that was created by God. Through faith we understand that the ages were framed by the rhema of God. So that things which which are seen, are not made of things which do appear. Now, we'll eventually be talking about this a little bit more, but we're talking here, right now, that God created all the ages in the beginning, the moment that He spoke. You have to, you have to really, really think about that statement. All the ages that have been 
up until the time of now, and, and it can be called the technological age, others called the age uh, before this, the industrial age, uh, the nuclear age. I mean, they, they give them different names, different titles. But God is the one that has determined the times. He is the one that has determined the seasons. He is the one that has determined exactly how far everything has its limits. And this would go to every facet of life. All mankind has lived, we talk about the Middle Ages, you know, the 13th century. Uh, We talk about uh, uh, the Ice Age. Uh, Man has given a specific name to certain time periods that the earth has been in existence. Well, the scripture says that God himself is the one that has determined the times before and appointed. He has determined the times. That means all the seasons. That means everything that has existed as far as an age and how far the limits. God determined the boundaries of Israel when he told Abraham to look in all four directions. God is the one that determined uh, exactly how each apostle, where they were to minister and what they were to accomplish. God is the one that has placed in the body of Christ every man and every woman for every age to affect certain limitations of the boundaries in which they existed. Uh, Whether it was the revivals of the 18th century, 17th century, the 19th century, you can see where they extended to the limits and the bounds that God has appointed. Each man, each woman in that age was appointed for a specific purpose. God set the bounds in place in the beginning so that he could accomplish his purposes. For it says, and he has determined the times before appointed and the boundaries of their habitation. And here's the reason why he has done everything he has done that they should seek the Lord if happily they f- might feel after him and might find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live, this verse number 28 of Acts chapter 17, and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. For as much as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think of the Godhead like unto gold or silver or stone or graven by art and man's devices. But the times of ignorance, but the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now he commandeth all men uh, everywhere to repent. Because he has appointed, just like he has appointed the times, he has appointed the seasons, he has appointed the bounds, God has appointed a man. He has appointed a day. He has appointed a specific period. 
in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he has ordained, whereof we are given assurance unto all men in that he has raised him from the dead. Now, in all of this that we have been saying in the book of Acts and what Paul had said in Corinthians, basically, if you put them both together, God has put a measure, a metron, a limit to things that are to be done. But the borders of anything and everything are changing according also to the capacity of what is being able to be accomplished. Whereas in the time of Paul, whether they were traveling by a cell ship or traveling by a donkey or a horse, uh, some type of a caravan, they were limited to the distances that they could accomplish in certain periods of time. But then to be able to cross the vast oceans from one continent to another, it was also very limited. Maybe they could go to an island nearby. But then as times has changed, so has the capability of travel. Not only to get there faster, but to take more people at the same time. And be able to be in different nations, different boundaries, uh, even though it has taken centuries to be able to accomplish this, now we're able to, uh, the vastness of technology, be there through the technology that is now available, though we may not even be there physically present. And this makes it possible that the gospel which God had appointed the times, he had appointed the bounds of the limitations of every ethnic group, every individual that is on the planet, now they are able to, the means that exist, to be able to accomplish things. But then God had also established the times. This did not exist in the times of Paul. This exists now in the time that we live in. And I believe that we are in the last days. By the last days, I mean that we are living in the time where it's not going to be long before uh, Jesus comes back, this world comes under judgment, and everything is wrapped up. Jesus is given the kingdom uh, in the millennium, and then he eventually turns the kingdom over to the Heavenly Father. But anyway, uh, there's so much yet to teach, so much yet to explain, so much to share. Join us on Sunday as we continue with these thoughts. But until then, keep looking up. Our redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is coming soon. The Lord richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.